Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Today marks the 20th anniversary of Ron Howard's A Beautiful Mind, which opened nationwide on December 21st, 2001, and eventually won Best Picture. I spoke with Howard's Oscar-winning producer, Brian Grazer, in 2015 during the release of his book, A Curious Mind, The Secret to a Bigger Life. Thanks for having me. Before we get to your book, do you mind if we go through your career a little bit? Sure, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now our listeners will know you a ton from a bunch of Ron Howard movies, but um, you also co-wrote Splash, is that right? It is, yes. How did you come up with that idea? I mean, it seems like so many careers are launched with that one crazy spark of a premise, and this was definitely one of them. This was the zinger. (laughs) Well, it's kind of interesting. I'm glad you asked that question, and no one has asked that this morning. Basically, that came essentially by mining my own curiosity in the same way this book is uh, about that. It's a, I basically said to myself, like, what would be the perfect girl? Could I meet the perfect girl? Mm-hmm. And I continued to sort of assault the question of, is it possible to meet the perfect girl? And what would she look like? And how would I define her? And just what if after what if after what if, all kind of charged by curiosity. And then I before I knew it, by continuing to assault that question from all different perspectives, I'd created a movie called Splash. And, of course, it wasn't a mermaid. It was all about what, what the, you know, those what-if questions and, uh, that were, once again, uh, motorized, powered by curiosity. And then I just thought to myself, well, what would help sort of punctuate the fantasy of all of this? And I thought, well, a mermaid would. <laughs> and so I just superimposed the symbolic a creature, a mermaid, on top of what would be the perfect girl to me. And that became the beginnings of Splash. So that the mermaid was almost sort of a vehicle to work out the themes you were already going with. Yes. All right. Um, we actually, you'll get a kick out of this. We actually interviewed, um, this was probably two days ago, the astronaut who commanded NASA's final shuttle mission, uh, the very last one. Um, and uh, he said his most realistic favorite space movie was Apollo 13. So good on you, sir. Wow. <laughs> that's cool. Well, that's cool. We did, we did do it with NASA. It took a long time, but NASA did embrace us and... Uh, and we made it as authentic as possible, so it's great to hear that this uh, this astronaut loved it. <laughs> Does that movie stand out in your mind? I mean, obviously you won Best Picture with A Beautiful Mind, but um, in terms of working with Ron Howard, does that also stand up as, you know, one of your, your peak achievements? It does. It does. I mean, I think it was, it was driven by three astronauts during the time of the Apollo missions, all very noble reasons for why they were going to put themselves on a engine and 
blow themselves out into space. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, at, you know, the very early period, of the rudimentary period of when astronauts were going into space, and it was unsafe. And clearly, this space ad- uh, adventure of Apollo 13 could have been a disaster had these guys not reached inside of themselves and found resources that they weren't sure even existed for them as experts, but survived. Absolutely. And how early on did you uh, did you guys come on board with that project? Because you know, I mean, obviously you worked with Hanks back in um, in Splash, but he makes the reference in in Forrest Gump about you know the, the the same material they use on the spaceship. Were you guys already working on that by the time he was in Gump? Yes, we were. It, what happened is Jim Lovell, the astronaut in which that Tom Hanks played wrote a little 12-page outline, and I read it. And I didn't know much about space travel or aviation, but I'd met a woman in my curiosity conversations that got me very focused on understanding survival and what people have to do to survive. And that was my bridge into Apollo 13. My bridge into it was I met a woman during my curiosity conversations 10 years before that, that survived torture, and I thought to myself, wow, these three astronauts, how are they going to survive? So my focus and expertise was sort of about that, and that got me into Apollo 13. So these conversations that you can have that are all sort of in this book, A Curious Mind, um, you just never know how the dots connect or when they connect and, and how they will propel your life going forward professionally or personally. And that's sort of the purpose of the book. It's uh, entertaining, I think, and it does encapsulate a lot of these great stories that involve movies and television shows or interesting people like Princess Di or Barack Obama. But I was going to make a movie about the Mexican drug cartel, and uh, we were told that we could make it. We were told that everybody would be safe and that we had full security. But I had met Condoleezza Rice a couple of years before that, and I thought maybe I could go Maybe she would meet with me, and so I submitted a couple of letters and emails to her, and I had lunch with Condoleezza Rice right around that time, and she said, come on, you can't do that. Your common sense tells you not to do it, and I'm telling you, given my level of experience, this is not a, the, a wise, safe thing to do. And I thought, look, if I have access to someone like that through all this kind of hard work and curiosity itself, I'm going to take her advice. Now talk about uh, your, um, I mean, obviously we want listeners to get the book, but give a little teaser to uh, your encounter with Michael Jackson. Well, uh, Michael Jackson, I also wanted to meet with him for many years. He was the biggest pop icon in the world and uh, a master musician and dancer. And But um, I got a chance to meet with him. He came to my office and he wore those gloves, and I asked if he would take them off, and he looked at me kind of like no one's ever asked him a question at all or made a request of him like that. But he took them off, and when he took them off, it was kind of a threshold, and he just became very professorial and a completely different personality and was describing music the way Mozart might have described music, really quite brilliant. And so it was a great experience with Michael Jackson. Genius. <laughs> and real quick, let's go into one more. Um, what about your interactions with John Favreau and how he started working for President Obama? Oh, yeah, so <laughs> I met so with many Pre- wild stories in this. Well, okay, so I met with President Obama when he was a senator in office number 99 in the Senate, which was not a nice office, uh, but he himself was a gracious, generous, 
host and had me there for an hour and was just really awesome. And as I left, I see this young kid and he said, I'm the speechwriter. And I thought, wow, this kid's extraordinary. I mean, he wrote those speeches. So I did say to Jean Favreau, well, listen, if you ever um, think of tiring from, uh, you know, D.C. politics and I'd love to think about, I'd love you to come work for me. <laughs> I actually asked if he'd come to work for me. So, um, but he, he stayed with Obama. <laughs> That's great. Now, um, Malcolm Gladwell, who wrote The Tipping Point and Blink and all those great books, um, but for he gave you a glowing endorsement for this book, right? Do you and Malcolm, how far do you guys go back? We go back like seven or eight years, and we're friends, and we just did a, a speech or conversation at the 92nd Street Y, which I bet you can just pull up on your, you can Google it or get a hold of it, and or just go to Grazer is Curious. You will see the conversation that Malcolm and I had for about an hour and a half. Grazer is Curious. And it, um, he is a very curious guy, too. I mean, he's an extraordinary author. He's able to get inside of worlds that we, you know, that we find mystifying and demystifies them. And to have Malcolm Gladwell say that about me was a great compliment. And uh, he, too, liked the book, A Curious Mind. So I hope you do, too. Absolutely. Now, are, is there any uh, any plans that if, if this sucker takes off, could this itself become a movie, or is there too many, uh, <laughs> is it too tricky with all the famous people involved? Um, it, it's just more of an empowerment tool for people. It's less of a movie. It's more of a, a book that people can read pretty easily, and uh, they'll find pretty, you know, they'll find juicy stories and people they always want to read about or know about. But ultimately, I think their takeaway will be that I can do this, too, because they can. Absolutely. Well, thanks for taking the time to join us on WTOP. Um, your, your accolades and accomplishments speak for themselves. Wow. Well, thanks so much. Thanks for having me on your show. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.